Well, praise the Lord. It's great to be in the house this morning. Thank you for joining us at Christ City. This is our family, amen. If you have your Bibles, you can open up to the book of Ephesians, chapter 3. Ephesians 3, beginning of verse 14. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height, to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. And the church said, amen. Not many days ago now, I woke to the sound of my alarm early one morning. My alarm is set on my telephone, that's the new way. Telephone which was plugged in, charging throughout the night. I woke up and I had a schedule in mind, as I'm sure most of us do on a daily basis, how the day's gonna play out. So at the sound of the alarm, I got out of bed and made my way to the water closet, because that sounds much more proper. And as I entered the space, I reached out to flick on the lights and flick the light switch. The lights didn't come on. I thought to myself, what are the chances that every light bulb burnt out in the middle of the night in that room? And well, maybe there's a problem with the fixture and so on going through my mind. And so the room remained dark. I thought, you know what I'm gonna do? What, any, what anyone would do? Just head outside the door and try and flick on the light in the hallway. So I flicked on the light in the hallway and no lights. So I made my way down into the kitchen area, down one flight of stairs, and there I looked at the stove and the microwave and, you know, the little display, blank. And I thought to myself, maybe a breaker blew, and so there, there I'm making my way down in the morning, down into the basement, in the dark, checking the breaker panel. Thank the Lord for the flashlight on the iPhone. No problem with the breaker. And so I made my way back upstairs and I thought, there's gotta be a power outage. So my phone had just enough charge before the power went out, obviously, and I looked up power outage in our area and sure enough, there was a power outage. There we were without electricity. You know, I needed to get going that morning, I needed to get ready, I needed to eat breakfast and so on. And I looked at what time the power would be turned back on and it would be back on long after I needed it to be. 
It messed with my grooming. It messed with my feeding. It messed with my schedule. At least it was summer or it would have been real dark on the main floor. Why the story, you ask this morning? That morning, the Holy Spirit reminded me and the Lord reminded me of just how dependent we are on power. An electric world, a power-driven world. You see, the truth is every single one of us, our lives are dependent on power in our day and age. You think of how quickly and significantly the world is affected by a loss of power. In most cases, we can't cook without it. In the present day world we live in, we can't wash clothes without it. Washboard anyone? My eldest son, just this past week, he, he proceeded to tell me that when he gets married, his wife will use a washboard and a clothesline. So for this next generation that doesn't know what that is, you just Google it this afternoon and you'll see. No blow dryer, no lights, no coffee maker, no toaster, no fridge. Industry affected. And I thought to myself that morning, it's a good thing I don't own an electric vehicle. Long live the combustion engine. Yeah, can I get an amen? And then last night, in conversation, I was told by my brother that in Blue River they go sledding and these things happen and this individual drove into town, he needed gas, needed to fill up. I can't remember if it was a diesel engine or a gas engine, but he pulled into town, needed to fill up, and he actually got stranded there for 24 hours because the electricity was out. And did you know that the pumps are reliant and subject to electricity? And so we see how dependent our world is on power, how much we need and use power every day. One last story before we proceed, I remember when my brother and his family were moving. And so we moved the items out and there's this deep freezer that they had. They needed it moved, it ended up at my parents' house in the basement. And so my brother had been on this fishing trip and the catch from the trip was in the deep freezer. And the deep freezer was unplugged, as you can imagine, and moved to my parents' basement. And Well, time passed, and something smells fishy. And the end of the story is, no one plugged in the deep freezer. What a loss. You see how dependent we are on power? And what I believe the Holy Spirit wants to remind the church of today not only this church, but every church, is that the church is dependent on power. We are dependent on power. As individuals, we are dependent on power. Our homes, our families, and the church of Jesus Christ. You see, we were created for an electric existence. An existence powered by a power that is not of this world. Driven by a power that is not of this world. Ephesians 3 verses 20 and 21, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think. And now let's finish it. 
according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus, to all generations forever and ever. Amen. The Lord not only wants us aware of our dependency, he does in fact want us dependent on his power. The Passion Translation reads, never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. This is the life we are now living, the life we are to live. The definition of the word electric is power driven. And the truth is if we are going to live electric lives and have electric encounters and turn atmospheres electric, we need to be power driven. And you say, well, what power are you talking about today? Well, we've already read it. The power we are talking about is the power of God. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 7. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. Ephesians 6, verse 10. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of of his might. Do we rise each day with the realization and acknowledgement of the fact that we are absolutely dependent on the power of God? The Passion Translation, be supernaturally infused with strength through your life union with the Lord Jesus. Stand victorious with the force of his explosive power flowing in and through you. We need the power of God. We need the power of Jesus, and the truth is, for those who know how true it is, it's as a wise man once preached, we never outgrow Christ, but we grow to need him more and more. We never outgrow the power of God, needing that power inside of us, the power of Jesus. We just grow to need it more and more. I need the power of God, and tomorrow I'll need more of the power of God. And this will never stop. Just like an appliance, which is an instrument, a device created for a particular purpose or use, it needs power to function as it should, as it ought to. So too we need the power of God. Without the power of God and without a right estimate of oneself, knowing how desperately dependent we are on the power of God, what might happen? What might happen is we might just turn into the peril of the last days. Second Timothy 3, verses 1 to 7, it says, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers without self-control, brutal, 
despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness but denying its power. And then there's a warning, and from such people turn away, for of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. The Amplified Bible reads, it's not on the screen, for although they hold a form of piety, true religion, they deny and reject and are strangers to the power of it. They deny and reject and are strangers to the power of it. Their conduct belies the genuineness of their faith or profession. Avoid all such people, turn away from them. You know, thank God for his power that works in us. Where would we be without the power of God working in us? I'm so thankful for the power of God at work in me. And I'm so thankful for the power of God at work in you and at work in us. When we did not know Jesus, there was a different power driving our living. Electric, all right. Driven by the wrong power, we read Romans 6, verses 10 and 11 in the NLT. When he died... He died once to break the power of sin. Before we knew Jesus, that was the power driving our lives. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. Once power driven by sin, now power driven by God. So thankful for the power of God at work in us today. What power are we talking about? The same power that raised Christ from the dead. Romans 8 verse 11, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. The voice translation reads, if the spirit of the one who resurrected Jesus from the dead lives inside of you, think about it today, you can be sure that he who raised him will cast the light of life into your mortal bodies through the life-giving power of the Spirit residing in you. Simply amazing, incredible, miraculous, that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is giving life to our mortal bodies, casting the light of life into our mortal bodies. Listen, these mortal bodies need life. The flesh needs life. And there's no life like the life the power of Christ can give. Philippians 3 verse 10 reads that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Is that the cry of your heart today? The cry of your life today? 
that I may know him in the power of his resurrection. The message reads, I gave up all that inferior stuff so that I could know Christ personally, experience his resurrection power. Can I completely explain the resurrection power of Christ? The answer is no. It is a mystery. But one thing is sure, it is real. How do I know it's real? Well, as I look around this room, I see proof after proof after proof after proof of the resurrection power of Jesus changing and transforming lives. Where once it was the power of sin driving lives, now this room filled with those who have accepted the Lord now have the Lord's power working in them. The Lord's power changing and transforming them day after day. That resurrection power of Jesus. What power are we talking about? The power of the Holy Ghost. The power of the Holy Ghost. You see, Jesus knew that the church needed power. He knew that the church needed the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to share these words with you from David Wilkerson. Some have been saved for a number of years, some perhaps a year, and some just months or a few weeks. And all things become new. I'm so glad you're saved. But in order to be a good soldier in the service of our Lord Jesus Christ, it is not enough just to be saved. There is much more for you. You need to be baptized with the Holy Ghost. In Paul's time, some believers didn't even know there was a Holy Ghost. Isn't it the same today? Some believers didn't even know there was a Holy Ghost. He said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. Acts 19.2 These people were saved, but it is clear they were not filled or baptized with the Holy Ghost. I believe we are saved through the power and ministry of the Holy Ghost. But Scripture tells us that in addition to this, there is also a baptizing, an infilling, a possessing that the Holy Ghost does in us. Jesus himself did not send his disciples and followers into the world, get this today, until they were baptized with the Holy Ghost. Certainly his disciples had pure hearts. They had faith to heal the sick, to cast out devils. They had the word of the Lord and already had been preaching Christ and gaining converts. They were witnesses to his resurrection. What, what more could there be? They were willing to die for Jesus. Wasn't their love for him enough to send them into the world to do his work? Beloved, none of that was enough. 
Clearly there was more. But ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be my witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth, Acts 1.8. Do you really want the Holy Ghost? Do you want him to fall upon you and baptize you with fire? You have to be convinced this is for you. You must come to the place where you know you are nothing, have nothing, and can do nothing without the power and leading of the Holy Ghost. You must know he is still baptizing, still falling upon believers, possessing their bodies. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. That's Acts 2, 28 to 39. Every hour of every day, multitudes worldwide are being baptized with the Holy Ghost. I'm so thankful for that. They have read of this promise in the Bible, or they have heard it preached. So they have cried out, claiming the promise, and they have been baptized. The baptism is especially for those living in the last days. We believe we are living in the last days. And as of right now, we are those closest to the second coming of Jesus Christ. The baptism is especially for those living in the last days. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. I will pour out in those days of my spirit, Acts 2, 17 and 18. He is yours for the asking. How much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Luke eleven thirteen. Can I say today, God wants you to live and walk in the Spirit. You should not run to find someone else to meet a person's need. You are called to speak the word of God as the Spirit moves on you and to lay hands on the sick and cast out devils just as the apostles did. We are called to be witnesses who are full of the Holy Ghost and power. See, in a lot of circles, the Holy Ghost is just left right out of the picture. Don't talk about the power of the Holy Ghost. We're okay with the power of God and we're okay with the resurrection power of Jesus, but let's just leave the power of the Holy Ghost out of it. Jesus obviously thought it was important that the New Testament believers, that his people, his disciples, be empowered by the Holy Ghost. And so let's not just set it aside today if we have not yet experienced it. Let's instead open ourselves up, cry out, ask to be filled, ask to be baptized. Ask to be empowered by the Holy Ghost just as those first New Testament believers were in that upper room. Acknowledging and realizing today that our own strength is not enough. That we need the power of the Holy Ghost in this day and age. My how things changed when the early New Testament believers received the power of the Holy Ghost. 
And it's the same today, even though we are generations down the line. And my prayer is that this generation never be found speaking those words. We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. At least not in this house. We can't control what goes on outside. My prayer is that concerning this house and every church and every ministry linked up with this house across this planet, that this generation would never utter those words, never utter the words, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. We need power. We need the power of God, the same power that raised Christ from the dead, and we need the power of the Holy Ghost. You know what comes to shut down the power and cause an outage? Perilous times. The onslaught of the enemy in these last days. A godless world is a lawless world. Anarchy comes in when the fear of God goes out. Perilous times have come. What else comes to shut down the power and cause an outage? The spirit of fear. Listen to 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. Spirit of fear or spirit of power? If we're possessed or clothed or driven by a spirit of fear, it is not from God. Because the Bible is clear, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. You know, I'd like to say to all of us here today, no matter who we are, no matter how long we've been at this, it's not just enough to talk the talk and not walk the walk. And you say, well, back that up with Scripture. Well, all right. 1 Corinthians 4, verse 20. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. The message reads, God's way is not a matter of mere talk. It's an empowered life. And the J.B. Phillips New Testament, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of spate of word, but of the power of Christian living. Lives empowered by the Lord, powered by the Lord. The resurrection power of Jesus and the power of the Holy Ghost. I can have the worship team return today. You know, I pray that we know how desperately, how desperately we need to be power-driven. My prayer for all of us is that our eyes would be open, there would be a new revelation, even a new understanding of how, how dependent we are on the power of God. And if we have not been dependent on the power of God, my prayer is that we would change our dependency today. 
Zechariah 4, 6, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, saying, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. And the voice Bible reads, the eternal commander of heavenly armies has said this to perhaps you today. Your strength and prowess will not be enough. We need the power of God, the resurrection power of Jesus, the same power that raised Christ from the dead alive in us, and we need the power of the Holy Ghost. This generation needs the power of the Holy Ghost. When I was growing up in Sunday school and youth, we heard about the Holy Ghost a lot. The Holy Ghost wasn't left out or neglected. And in many circles today, the Holy Ghost just simply is never talked about. Kept out of the mix and out of it all. But perhaps this is just a simple reminder today. Let's keep going. Let's keep talking about the Holy Ghost. Let's keep exalting the power of the Holy Ghost. Let's keep crying out that our sons and daughters be baptized and filled with the power of the Holy Ghost, that they can be sent into the world as Jesus would have them sent into the world. An empowered life, empowered Christian living. When it comes to the distribution of power from companies that supply power, we may, we may not be able to control a power outage. But you know, I thought about it this week. In the spiritual, we can. And I believe we can control and affect the power distribution in this city, in this province, and in this nation. In our homes, our streets, our workplaces, our schools, our places of influence, by the grace of God and by the power of God that is flowing in and through us, because of his power that works in us, because of the power, the resurrection power of Jesus, because of the power of the Holy Ghost. And I love what Smith Wigglesworth said. He said this, the power of God will take you out of your own plans and put you into the plan of God. You know how many days I, I quote that scripture, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Because that's where the power is, the spirit of God. That's where the true power is. That's where the true power is. Not by might, you see, we can try and live this Christian life having a form of godliness. We live it in our own might, our own power. The Bible says, not by might, your might. Not by power, but by might, by my spirit, says the Lord. Those are my words today. Saith the Lord, saith the Lord. To us today, Christ City, the scripture read earlier, never doubt God's mighty power to work in you. Are you here today doubting it? Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you. And accomplish all this, he will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. 
I got a little list here. And here it is today. Let's get plugged in to the power we have access to. Next bullet. Let's tap into the power that lives in us. Let's cry out for more of the power of God, that the excellence of the power be of God and not of us. Let's rise each day and cry out for more and more of the power of God so that we have electric faith, electric speech, electric work, electric service, electric love, electric demeanor, electric character, electric existence, and let us determine to never, to never do what? And to never be what? Let us determine today to never be ashamed of the gospel. Why? Why? Because Romans 1.16 says this, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Are you here today and you don't know Jesus? You've never surrendered your life. You've never given your life to the Lord. Perhaps you've come to church many times and this is your first time somebody brought you. Right now your life is driven by driven by a different power. Today Jesus offers you salvation. It simply is the greatest gift. The greatest miracle can happen today if you'd surrender your life to Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He surrendered his son. His son chose willingly to come to this earth. And he lived life and he grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. And there was only one answer for the sin of mankind. He was the answer and he still is the answer. And he chose willingly to take the cross. Why? Would he take the cross for you? You might find redemption and reconciliation with God and perhaps some of these terms sound, sound far from you today. And you don't quite understand what's happening but the Holy Spirit is tugging on your heart right now. Today is the day of salvation. Would you open up your heart? Would you open up your life? If there are any prodigal saints in the house, you found yourself back here today in a service. The Father is waiting for you with open arms. There's still hope. There's hope to get plugged in once again, to find life once again, to be welcomed into the family once again. We need more of the power of God and you are a candidate. And if you're here today and you've been denying the power, if you are here today and you have been denying the power, would you today promise the Lord that from today, you will not think back, look back or act back. Today is a new day. 
Today is a new day in the Lord. If you've never been baptized in the Holy Ghost, this might be the first time you've ever heard of it. You said, I didn't know before. I've been in circles or in church or, you know, if you're first time in the house today, probably haven't heard of the Holy Ghost. But this promise is for all. That's what the Bible says. That's what the book says. If you've never been baptized, the Holy Ghost, powered by the Holy Ghost in that way, just begin to cry out and ask, ask the Holy Spirit to come and move upon you. J.J. Packer said these words are high and privileged calling is to do the will of God in the power of God for the glory of God. Is that the cry of your heart, the cry of your life? Make that the cry of your home, the cry of your marriage, the cry, the cry of your living. Until the day you meet Jesus face to face, Lord, it's my high and privileged calling to do your will in your power for your glory. You look around in this world and you say, full of evil. Yes, evil is real. The perilous times have come. And in some cases, it seems as though the world is getting darker and darker each and every day. Yes, evil is real and perilous times have come. But as Billy Graham said, evil is real but so is God's power and love. You know, the world needs Jesus. Our world needs Jesus. A rebellious world full of rebels. And it's true, as one preacher said, you are powerless to reclaim the rebel but your Lord is almighty. We are powerless in and of ourselves to reclaim the rebel, but our God is almighty. And as long as there's breath inside unregenerate lungs, there's hope. As long as there's life, as long as there's life inside the frames those wandering frames, dead men and women walking. As long as there's life, there's hope. And I look at the world and in my own strength, and I believe it would be the same for many here today, if not all. Sometimes we have conversation after conversation and we're planting seed after seed, and man, we're watering the seed, we're watering the seed. Trust in the power of God. Do not be ashamed of the gospel. Don't tweak the gospel because the truth sets people free. And the good news of Jesus Christ, the pure gospel is the power of God unto salvation. The power of God unto salvation. So just keep speaking the truth and keep planting seeds and keep watering. No situation is impossible and nothing is too hard for our God. Our Lord is almighty. 
And so, Lord, work in us, work through us, that the excellence of the power be of you, and not of us, this immeasurable power will be seen as yours and not ours. Let's stand today, church. Lord, we thank you for your power that is at work within us. Lord, you're working in us right now. You're working in the hearts and lives of individuals right now, Lord. That same power that raised Christ from the dead, I pray right now it would quicken mortal bodies in this house, Lord. Bring life to flesh. And bring healing in this house today, Lord. Bring healing in this house today, Lord. That the power of the Holy Spirit would be evident. The power of the Holy Ghost, that dynamite power that you knew your church needed. Lord, we love you. Lord, we love you. We just cry out for more of your power today. Come. Come and empower us, Lord. Your strength. Lord, just begin to cry out for more of his power in your own life, more of his power in your home. On behalf of your children today, God, more of your power, an empowered life, empowered living, Lord. Come, Lord Jesus, come.